welcome to Tell Me More, Tell Me More, the podcast. I'm your host, Leah. And I'm your host, Adicia. And this is a movie musical podcast where we watch a movie musical and then we talk about it. Amazing. <laughs> we are reaching the end or have reached the end of February, the month Sings Like Teen Spirit. And we are now going to be looking at Mean Girls 2024. Yeah. Do you have... Uh, any history, any history with Mean Girls? <laughs> um, so with Mean Girls, the original movie that came out in 2004, I want to say. It's like mm-hmm. 20 years. Oh my God. <laughs> I watched that originally um, on television. I remember that I was a fan of Lindsay Lohan at the time because of Parent Trap. Of course. So I I remember seeing that and then the musical itself, it came out around the time of like the Heathers musical as well as um, there was like a teen musical renaissance happening (laughs) for a little bit. Do I say that Heathers, I think, is a better musical? Yes. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. It doesn't have a movie. So, and then I think we did, you did a performance that a few of us sang back up for. (laughs) Yes. World's burn. Yes. But yeah, that's 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 my entire history with this um, as a musical. My history with it is that I too watch the like movie that this is sort of based on, uh, or adapt an adaptation of an adaptation of, around the time when it came out. Like I remember being like a kid and being like, "You can't sit with us," and. All of the mm-hmm. other lines, <laughs> the the phone call and back and forth, we boo you whore, etc., etc. So <laughs> I I do very much remember watching it a lot, just like over my life. And when the musical came out and the <laughs> slime tutorial uh, also <laughs> happened, I I did watch it. I think just that one time, and. Otherwise, I've sort of more. I have a more of a more of a familiarity with the like songs than I do with the show itself. And mm-hmm. of course, like I was obsessed with it because Taylor Louderman <laughs> was mm-hmm. was Regina when it first happened, and then Renee Rapp, and I got like into her since her time as Regina on stage, and I. <laughs> To towards your comment about Heather's, um, I agree, but um, <laughs> I have, like, like there's like other factors too that like add to that that is like a part of like just like my whole sort of feeling about this movie. But like the hairspray movie, I I it's I just want to rehighlight that both of these movies that we're co- we've covered or are covering were. Movies, then stage shows, and then movies from the stage shows. And this one has an added bonus of having also been a nonfiction book prior to. So the, so the original Mean Girls movie being 
an adaptation of sorts of a nonfiction sort of helping mothers like understand their teenage daughters book. And then I watched this movie twice, once with a friend um, <laughs> where we were both very flabbergasted and then uh, like <laughs> one just before we recorded at two times speed because there was no way I was watching this at one time speed a second time. So because they, you know, had to decrease the the musical for time, the movie, they either cut out a bunch of songs or mm-hmm. they cut down some of the songs. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the parts that I actually liked from this musical some of it didn't make it into the movie and just like well you know it's fine that's okay you know that happens with a lot of stuff (laughs) so i also would like to say that um by the way that in terms of the adaptation of it all it was all readapted by all of the people who were originally involved so the screenplay was Tina Fey, who mm-hmm. had also adapted it the first time into the stage show after having adapted the book. So she's mm-hmm. been involved this whole time in terms of the script or book of it all. And then the music and lyrics were also readapted by the original like composer and lyricist. So... So, Mean Girls, girls. we open the movie with Janice, played by Moana herself, Ali Cravalho, and Jaquel Spivy, who I actually recognize because they, um, Jaquel uh, was on Broadway, originated A Strange Loop. Ah. So it was the main character from A Strange Loop. I saw him and I was like, wait, wait, I know, I know who that is. A Strange (laughs) Loop, which is like actually like great and traumatizing if you're black. So, (laughs) but we open on them as Janice and Damien singing a cautionary tale in like the garage uh, to Mm. a phone. You know, they're just having a, a good old time. Yeah. They're filming something on their phone. Because I say something because Janice says, as because they're like talking about positioning the camera or whatever. And Janice says, it's not easy making a movie or whatever. So I'm like, are you making like what? what? Okay, whatever. But it looks like they're filming a TikTok, essentially. And yes, they sing. The cautionary tale. If you're a bride, they start actual events where people die. No one died. This is a cautionary tale. And oh, and at the end, a cautionary tale, they lift the garage door, which yes. on the outside of it at the moment, not in reality, I guess, but on the outside of it is <laughs> somewhere in Africa, Kenya, I think. It's 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 the dry plains of Kenya. Yeah. Just grass and sparse trees. Because, you know, that's how Africa looks. Absolutely. Absolutely. So so 
sitting within the grass, we meet our heroine, Katie Heron, who is a teenager. She is, like, I guess trapped on this eternal trip with her researcher mother. And so she's homeschooled and she is singing what ifs which is a new song made for the movie and Mm -hmm. it replaces it roars Mm -hmm. from the musical Mm -hmm. it's like her introduction song yes it's i think a better i want song in that it's i feel like it, it feels like she's actively wanting something but i don't remember it roars well enough to make that (laughs) to make that like a definitive statement but i feel like and this is something that can actually be seen i feel like they changed a lot they removed a lot of like the animal like they they made it seem like it was this whole like there was like a jungle theming to like the entire thing and they removed a great deal of that in terms mm. of like the personality of the characters themselves. Yeah. I mean, I think but, sonically the whole thing is, is I want to say deliberately stripped yeah. of the sort of show of yes. it all. It, it is much less show tunes, much more pop ballads, which yes. is fine, I guess. Yes. So Katie had apparently had an argument with her mother who then comes and is like, you know what? I feel bad and I'm going to take the job. We're going to go back to America and you're going to go to school in September. And Katie is just like so excited. She's packing her shit immediately. And they do another transition like they did with the garage where she opens the tent flap and she's now standing in the schoolyard with the school building ahead of her and all these teens milling about and you know I don't want to say I had high hopes I didn't have low <laughs> hopes you know I had like very level expectations yeah. of the film mm-hmm. at this point I was just like okay like they're being a little creative with the stuff you know mm-hmm. like they're putting they're putting effort in and yeah we get um more of what if it's a little dance number the kids are are doing some choreo i think the choreographer was kyle hanagami which i am aware of him because he has done things that i've seen in the past but yes so after that we get into actual class where Katie is having a difficult time. She gets in to homeroom. She's introduced. They get her name wrong. They call her Caddy because it's spelled C-A-D-Y. She afterwards, the the teacher and the, the headmaster, she goes to her next class. There's no seat available. So she has to sit on the floor. And in the back, we do see Janice and Damien kind of looking at her with Uh, confusion and pity Mm -hmm. and then at lunch she has her tray but no one is really like prepared to let her sit with them so she ends up going to the bathroom to eat which girl there's are you not allowed to take the food outside i felt like there were 
other, other options. <laughs> yeah, um, but that is so like early two thousands like loser behavior, right? Of like, oh, I don't have friends. <laughs> Not like I don't mean it like derogatorily. I just mean like neutral. Uh-huh. I mean it neutrally. Just like someone who's who's <laughs> like being <laughs> who's being depicted as a loser. Being like, I don't have friends to eat lunch with. Let me go eat lunch in the bathroom or whatever. It's like very like, oh, that person doesn't have friends. I think like a very, a very like normal equivalent could have been just like eating near a dumpster because it's like that's the only place left. Because like there is mm-hmm. a chair and 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 table there, but it's also near the trash. You know what I mean? But anyways, <laughs> it's neither yeah. here nor there. So... Janice and Damien. Damien, who enters the girls' bathroom with no repercussions, they go in uh, and check on check on Katie, who um, they actually end up befriending kind of loosely in this moment. Um, Katie's just excited that someone is willing to have lunch with her yeah. at this very moment. They take her back out and begin to introduce her to the different cliques around uh, the tables, which I don't know how representative that is of, like, American high schools these days. Yeah. Maybe it it is. Very. I doubt it, though. I mean, I think for the most part, the cliques are just, like, groups of friends based on their extracurricular. Yes. Because it's just like, oh, these people all are theater people and therefore hang out with each other like at the same time i'm like you guys have like a bunch of classes together too so like there's possibility to make friends with someone you met in english class but whatever so after being introduced to various um people katie asks who is that and of course you see gretchen wieners and karen shetty um Mm -hmm. who are introduced as the plastics and that they are shiny, fake, and, and hard or something. Mm-hmm. Yes, she is advised to stay away from them. And then coming down in like her pleather jacket, it's probably leather to be honest, we see, we meet Regina George. And we get the song Meet the Plastics, but like the first it's, quarter of it. It's, it's, it's Meet <laughs> Regina. <laughs> Yes. Regina. Um, but yes, we also like the whole cafeteria sort of like the lights go off and everyone's frozen in, in place as Renee Rapp saunters over and is like, my name is Regina George and I am the master deal, etc. <laughs> and we get her entire thing up until like yes i'm the prettiest place i've ever seen i don't care how you feel and that's where it ends where normally we'd Mm. in meet the plastics get yes regina no regina every weekend you know which yeah as much as i love regina (laughs) that was my favorite verse on it yeah I wish Gretchen got to be a little bit neurotic in song in this particular moment. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. you know, we can't no, have honestly, anything. Or everything, let me say. They, I wish they left it in. 
Mm-hmm. It it was also like a very identifiable part of it because it got popular on TikTok, like that section where they the three of them overlap. Yeah. I understand that it wouldn't necessarily make sense because they took out a previous song, but I'm just... <laughs> I think they could have gotten away with at least having the sort of the up until that little overlap between the three of them. Yeah. Like they, they still could have gotten away with having up until there. We don't necessarily have to have the song conversation of like, we never really do this. Like, you know, like they could still have the bits where they introduce themselves. We lull into a conversation. Yes. We go back into the song to end that scene as mm-hmm. you know, that's like a normal, <sighs> that's a normal sequence. Of things that was just <laughs> so disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> it's so sad. I'm oh my god! After her also, introduction, we get the conversation of like them actually talking to you know, calling her over, yes, and being like, "Oh, where are you from? I've never seen you." And she's like, "Oh, I'm from Kenya. Shut up, shut up. I didn't mm-hmm. say anything." All into the inviting her over to have lunch with them the whole week. On Wednesday, say we're pink. Mm-hmm. You're pretty. You really think you're pretty? All of those quotes, they're in there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So, after this, Katie meets back up with Janice and Damien, who, like, during this exchange had been, like... Well, Damien had been trying to get Katie to, like, I don't know, like perk up and show nice whereas Janice was like get over here I have your food like what are you but Katie informs that that she's been invited to eat lunch with them Janice is excited because now they'll have someone on the inside and ask Katie to sort of spy on them and tell them everything that the plastics say Damien tries to tell Katie about why Janice is so upset at Regina and Janice is like Janice cuts him off. Yes, so we go to calculus where we can see that Katie is very good at math, which is why she's an AP calculus. And sitting in front of her is Aaron Samuels. And she's just enamored with him. I guess he's he's pretty to her. She goes gaga and starts to sing stupid in love. Yes. This is the scene that had gone pretty viral because there was someone who filmed in the cinema where the conversation happens and she goes, when I was five. And then like everyone was like, <laughs> ah, right. Yeah. And at the time, well, no, I still kind of feel about like feel similarly about how everyone was reacting within that particular scene. Cause I was like, you yes. know, at this point, just sort of stylistically in terms of how we go into these songs and whatever was fairly consistent. And Mm -hmm. by this time, you know, it's a musical. You had two songs Mm -hmm. before we had any lines of like proper dialogue that moved any plot forward. And we just had Regina George sing at us in like a dark room where everyone's frozen. So like, you know that from here on, there's going to be songs happening. So I still have criticism against people who are like, uh, cause like we haven't gotten to the worst part of the movie. What do you mean? Uh, but, uh, <laughs> um, 
Stupid with love. I didn't get it. Something, something, something. Smart with math. It's stupid with love. I didn't get it. Da, 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 da. And this is like the first time I prop, like, I mean, it's the only time we really could have properly gotten the idea of like the vocal choices that everyone's mm -hmm. making specifically here but it's also impacted by the like music itself right like for example there's a bit where it's like but here it's kind of like it's like very <laughs> it's very like clean pop like just like pop yes. musical vibes that like mm -hmm. doesn't she doesn't like do too much mm -hmm. and so like that was like the first indication to me i was like oh a lot's gonna be different which makes sense <laughs> but still i'm astounded and nonplussed yes. i'm filled with calculus yeah. does this guy work out <laughs> yes but yes this we get some more choreo i don't even know how to we get some more choreo it's yes. basically her just being in love with this boy and we go to lunch i believe with katie who has borrowed a pink sweater from damien there she's sitting with gretchen and karen and i think gretchen asks are there any boys that you like yet and Katie's like, well, there's this one in my calculus class, Aaron Samuels. <laughs> and immediately Karen's like, no, no, bad. And uh, Gretchen is like, you cannot, like, that's Regina's ex-boyfriend. Ex-boyfriends are off limits to friends, which Katie just got here. There was no way for her to know that. So yeah. like, um, that's, the rule. that's like the rules of feminism. Yes. The what feminism yes I mean, i'm sure you girls are the peak of feminism <laughs> um was, i mean a line just lifted from the original movie which i don't remember whether or not this was in the show but like i don't remember mm -hmm. the dialogue word for word within the show so yeah i'll never know because i'm not gonna go <laughs> for it but yes after this a boy from her calculus class. It's one of the boys on the mathletes. He's essentially trying to get her to join. Mm. And Regina comes over and is like, as Gretchen is telling him to like buzz off because that is like social suicide to join the Kevin. mathletes. Kevin, thank you. But Regina is like, ew, gross, why is he here? And Gretchen aggressively tears up the two cards that Kevin offers to Katie. Um, to prevent her from joining this mathletes team. Katie is invited to Regina's house because Regina's like, I have some shoes to give you. So they go to her house and we meet Regina's mother, who is something else. <laughs> <laughs> she is, she's stuck in her teen years. Like that, that was the best time of her life. And yeah, she is... That's trying to live yeah she's trying to live through her daughter's teen years now but you can see like regina as much as she rules the school she seems to rule her house like she traded um her giant room for her parents i said that wrong she traded with her parents to get her giant room <laughs> 
she's rich she has all of these clothes um her mom brings snacks when her mom brings up are there any boys that katie likes it katie seems about ready to tell her and gretchen's like no no cut cut the shit out um like i'm not and so sure i understand why she would do that like why she katie would be ready to tell regina's mom about like i get the like she's meant to be a little bit like naive at this point and like not really like with the politics of how all of this like works but like just like on a basic level of anything regina's mother also did we miss uh we missed apex predator (laughs) oh my god because when she tells after she tells the plastics that she likes aaron she also then tells uh janice and damien that she likes that is true oh my god uh don't do that blah 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 regina will kill you i don't know whatever and there and she's like oh well no like maybe something so uh, something really i don't remember what the exact terminology is but she says some (laughs) sort of relationship where like it's like she regina is a lion the apex predator and the hyenas who i guess are the other plastics sort of can benefit from like the what's left of whatever the lion eats and leaves behind or whatever anyways uh sort of being like i can be out of harm's way but also benefit from the ruthlessness of this apex predator and we get into she's the queen of beasts at this beastly school, gotta keep things going with the apex predator. Like a lioness, only with less fur. Do not mess with her. She's the apex predator. Which we, in this moment, don't get to go to the mall. Because I guess <laughs> malls aren't really a thing <laughs> in, in the same sort of social way that they used to be. And... So we have like at the watering hole is still at school, which is a lyric in the the at the watering hole. See the girls who weren't nice have to gather like moms from a jungle cat. And we get the moment where Regina like helps Gretchen with the guy that she likes because the guy that she likes is like basically mm-hmm. have crotch sitting, which I did not know about. I don't know if that is actually a term or, or, or if it was made up because like they didn't know what else to call it, but he's crotch sitting with some other girl and Regina does something. But we're also in the middle of animal imaginative, like imagination world. So I don't know exactly what she does in the, in the real world, but like in the song, she like, I guess sprays something on her and also gets rid of the other girl or like scares off the other girl. And then Gretchen goes and sits. Anyways, the point is she's the apex predator and the other plastic sort of benefit from Mm -hmm. being out of harm's way by being her friends, but also getting to benefit from when she is like mean or horrible to other people. So in Regina's house, the girls are... I mean, they have this moment at the mirror right. where Regina's like, ah, oh, like my face. Um, so the, and then Gretchen's like, my hips are too wide. Karen complains <laughs> about something. 
And they all look at Katie, who's in the background. It's like, oh, no, I'm fat, too. I'm ugly, too. (laughs) Like, she has... Because I guess she hasn't felt, like, societal pressure to feel bad about herself living in, in the desert. So there's she's just trying to fit in and as the girls are all around the bed regina's mother also says so i found something in your closet and she's like what are you doing in my closet and her mom says she was doing the japanese the thing where the she japanese sleeps in there where you sleep in the yeah closet. and like i thought she was gonna be on some like marie Kondo yeah shit, no but like no it's just something <laughs> something just random i guess that's fine so she brings out the burn book and you know it's basically pictures and like insults towards people that uh they've known for i think they it makes it seem like it's not something that they've looked at in a while so like a like a middle school thing but they have a picture the pictures look updated yes. like they look mm-hmm. current yeah. to Anna <laughs> I don't know but uh, there's a picture of Janice and Damien and they have written under it that Janice is a pyro les which Katie then gets the story that Janice lit Regina's backpack on fire when she got a boyfriend that is the version of events that katie is told because janice used to be like obsessed Mm -hmm. with her i think um i think it's gretchen that asks who is that next janice and katie informs them oh that's damien he's like 2k to function and the girls laugh but katie's just repeating what janice said and because so she didn't mean it as like an insult but Regina is like, oh no, that's funny. Put that in there. And so the book is then updated using the words that Janice used through Katie as an insult towards Damien. Yeah. I also want to know, like, I I noticed Regina doesn't laugh actually when initially when that when everyone everyone, Karen and Gretchen are laughing. She doesn't actually laugh. She only laughs after she says, oh, no, that's funny. Put that in there. I don't know if that's intentional, but like, I don't know. I was like, <laughs> what's your game, girl? Because <laughs> like, if, because it could be as simple as like, you know, that's just, you know, the take that they went with. Or if we want to like overanalyze, it's like, she didn't actually find it funny, but it's a way to like break down Katie (laughs) like break down her Mm -hmm. like defenses like it's it's like to include her in being mean if Mm -hmm. that makes sense like if you want to realize Regina sends Gretchen to get the shoes for Katie kind of aggressively and like we can see like there's like some kind of like subtext there but we the audience aren't told what it is yet so Gretchen goes to get the shoes and you can see as Katie comes in to ask after her if she's okay Gretchen says something along the lines of oh no I'm fine as uh, when I realized that Regina's love language was anger I got used I'm just like girl that's not a love language (laughs) 
that's just abuse. Yeah. And then as she's uh she gives Katie the pink high heels that she was sent to get. And while in the closet, she finds a music box that her abuelito gave to her that she gave to Regina. And I'm wondering how much of it was she gave it to Regina and it being like Regina said, oh, that's cute. Give it to me. Right. And Gretchen just being like, okay, you know, not wanting to be on her bad side because she seems to be very much like desiring of love um, and acknowledgement from Um, Regina and she she's not but you see that she's like very attached to this music box and she begins to sing what's wrong with me yes I think this might be like the first time I was like in terms of like the musical numbers where I was like what is I I'm trying to understand how we're meant to understand how it works in the world because Mm -hmm. earlier when I said that like stupid with love was consistent with how I perceived it up, up until now was that like the musical numbers were in Katie's head it seemed outside Mm -hmm. of cautionary tale because like she couldn't possibly know that but her song and meet the plastics i was like oh okay the musical sort of non-diegetic whatever whatever was going on in like katie's head but like here (laughs) it's like it seems like it's happening to her where she's mm-hmm. like trying to get out of the way, trying to get out of the room, but like yes. every time she like moves, so does Gretchen walks away. Uh, and I'm like, is it that? Is it still that that it's in her head, sort of? And Gretchen is in real in the real world talking to her, being like, you know, like oh, I wonder what's wrong with me or whatever, or just monologuing to herself. But we mm-hmm. obviously and Katie perceive it as as song, but. Anyways, yes, what's wrong with me happens. And then Regina's like, hey, girl, what you doing in there? More aggressively than that. but I, I did like the, the little bit when she sped up. Like, that was still nice to mm-hmm. have in there. Just like, it's like, okay, I'm coming. I don't know what's wrong with you. <laughs> Just like, we're going to finish this song. <laughs> we're not going to cut it off. We're going to finish it. But yes, so that happens. Katie has the shoes. So back at school, we have Katie telling Janice and Damien about the book. Damien discovers the shoes that she got. Oh, right. Janice asks if she was, what did it say about her? Because it's a book about all of the girls. And she's like, you're not in it. And Janice is like equally as offended to not be in yeah. the burn book yeah. <laughs> as to have had something bad written about it's like so i i'm not even worthy of your attention i didn't cross your mind that bitch so katie switches into the shoes that she has trouble walking in of course because they're fucking high heel pumps like yeah i don't even know also i think they apologize for like trying to deter her from flirting with Aaron would and they encourage her to like go and do yes. that now with these new yes. shoes. 
<laughs> she walks into cal- cal- calculus class where Aaron is like, oh, new shoes. And she's like, yeah, Regina gave them to me. And he's like, cool. I um, didn't know you two were, know friends. You were friends. Yeah. And you can tell he's like a little bit like disappointed Dis- by that. Do we get the scene where she explains the amount of time she's spoken to him in this moment or just before this? It's after this because this is the point where she starts to, because while she's telling the story, she starts to intentionally like do bad at math because she's like, I could never think of something to say to him. I would always come off sounding insane. (laughs) because what the i i love her though because she's like hey do you like gum and he's like yeah sure and puts out his hand like because that would be the not the like the unquestionable follow-up to hey do you like gum here's some gum she's like oh no i was just asking girl (laughs) please stop it but yes so and on october 3rd he asked me what day it was October 3rd. October 3rd. <laughs> Her background chorus just being like, oh, thank God. <laughs> like something normal. <laughs> I, do, I do like that she had like this little like choir of like muses like yeah. following behind her like following this story because i think they all became like entrapped in it when she picked up the pen and sniffed it and they were like, no. Yeah. No, she's fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, I think, to, yes, uh, the Halloween party. The Halloween party. <sighs> and so after this, we get another phone recording, yeah. which I think was a great way to like keep the intro of that just because of the whole, wait, let me start over. Yes. Do I think the delivery was... Um, a hundred percent, not really, but you know, sure. it, I, I still appreciate it. So we have Karen who's, um, getting ready and then we have a bunch of little different phone, like people doing their get ready with me's to go to this Halloween party where I can't be the one being sexy. I can't want to be in hot. <laughs> Somebody new, do it all on transformation. transformation. In a moment, roll to I give you sexy corn. corn. <laughs> I do appreciate that they changed um, sexy Rosa Parks to sexy Joan of Arc. Is it better? Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I, the whole time, I was like, in my head, I was like, sexy Rosa Parks. And I'm like, what's why why would i say that when that is not the one the line is joan of arc clearly so like (laughs) okay that like okay okay (laughs) i felt like i was for some reason gravitating towards saying that and i was like why would i say that you didn't check you didn't check it no, I just they assumed changed. that I made it up because it rhymes. <laughs> no, no, they changed it. Um, they changed a couple of things. Like in uh, "Stupid with Love," they the initial line was about 
her falling in love with a Kenyan, he, but he ran away from her. And because he was Kenyan, he ran fast. They just right. left that out completely and went to the next one, which was the Peace Corps guy. They were yeah. just like, um, maybe in trouble. Let's just yeah. not put it in there. So, yes, no, they did change it. But Avantika, Avantika didn't do too bad as Karen did. I liked her little dance break. I wish Gretchen had more intensity, uh, <laughs> like she did in the stage play with, um, I can sexy cure some cancer. No. <laughs> but I you know. Can cure sex you- cancer. Sex cancer doesn't exist. I did it. <laughs> we can't have everything, yep. but that's fine. So, yes, Karen didn't do too badly. And afterwards, we get. Well, we got Katie coming in. She is dressed for Halloween as something scary. And everyone's like, no, if you don't dress like us, Gretchen is like, if you don't dress as a slut on Halloween, that is slut shaming us. I'm like, girl, no. (laughs) She honestly (sighs) lives by like some warped ass rules that like, I'm sure she's sort of inferred from however regina's like said or done something right so she's it feels like she's just applying what she's observed and being like i think the rule universally is this Mm -hmm. because that's how regina reacted but while they're having this conversation regina notices that katie has come in and she's like is that Katie? Ew. Who invited her? And of course, Gretchen's like, Aaron. And she's, Regina's like, why? And Gretchen's like fumbling over the answer. And I'm like, any of your previous things that you were typing probably would have been fine to say. But she's such a great secret keeper. She immediately tells Regina that Katie likes Aaron. Mm-hmm. So, of course. Which, Regina, by the way, all of this is happening in text. I don't know whether or not you said that, but like it's happening yes. in text while Gretchen is actively still talking to to Katie in yes. person, face to face. Katie goes to talk to Aaron. They have a little conversation. It's cute. And Aaron, he asks her what, what she wants he? to drink, and she says, "Do they yes. have juice? Yes. Like, do they have juice?" I'll see if they do yes so he goes over to check if they have juice and in that time regina comes over and is like yeah i know you have a crush on him and you know i'll go talk to him on your behalf like essentially like saying she's gonna wingman her yeah you know and katie's like you would do that for me because she's naive and (sighs) regina goes over and starts to talk to Aaron. And you can see there's still like some like slight animosity because they broke up. She broke up with him to get to Shane Omen. And so like there's still like some tension there. But she's like, you know, Katie, you know, you better be careful because she has a crush on you. And Aaron seems excited by the prospect. So, you know, yeah. like there was something stirring there. And Regina sees that and is like, oh, well, I can't believe 
you know, like making it seem like he's yeah, like, ready don't to be gross. She's my friend. And yeah. Like, I guess I still have some trauma over how things ended with us. And he's like, Regina, please. <laughs> Which like I appreciate because I was like, girl, what do you mean? And so we get like the full brunt of Regina's ability to manipulate a situation. In the song Someone gets Someone hurt. gets hurt. Yes. Supermodels. But did you know? Oh right, the someone uh I truly cared. Was I the fool? Actually I'm going into the bridge. What happened? When someone gets hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. That. We don't get that. It just sort of ends. But also, uh, at this point, how this song is depicted is everything pauses except for Regina and Aaron. Mm-hmm. And Katie's also frozen. So I was like, okay. So we fully are not in her head at all. She's not witnessing the cat and mouse or whatever going on between them, I think. And it like, it's, I, I don't know how to explain it, dude. It's just a music video. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like this bit, it feels like a music video, the frozenness. Yes. And then like, there's a bit where she taps something and then like everything starts like earthquaking, you know, everyone's mm-hmm. like fucking glitching or whatever and then everyone like comes into consciousness as she kisses him yes but you see katie is horrified you know at the fact that she let well it's not even that she let this happen like she trusted regina which multiple times she has been told not to do but Mm -hmm. you know fucking cognitive dissonance regina was helping her out so she is now heartbroken because the guy that she liked and the girl that she trusted are now kissing. And of course, Regina did this on purpose. So she leaves the party in a hurry and she goes to her friends, Damien and Janice, who are watching a horror movie. (laughs) They get completely startled by her sudden entrance into their suspenseful thriller. This is also the point where Janice is like, we told you she's like a scum-sucking life ruiner. And Damien starts to tell the story again, but Janice cuts him off and Katie's like, no, I know the story. You were jealous of Regina and you lit her backpack on fire. And Janice is like, is that what she said? But she doesn't even want to, like, relive it. So Damien has to tell the story. She doesn't even want Damien to tell the story. But the story is that Janice and Regina were best friends. And so they got these little, like, plush toys. Some BFF little beanie baby things. Where Janice put a little rainbow pin on hers to like come out to Regina because they're besties. And so Regina put and Regina also put one on hers yes. as an ally. 
Yes. But Regina then started to get a crush on this boy, Kyle. Mm -hmm. And so they were playing Spin the Bottle. And Regina made a show of kissing Janice. And because, like, it was like two girls kissing and Kyle was super into that. Regina said to everyone, it's like, I knew she would let me. She's like a total obsessed lesbian. And, you know, like, essentially just like outed her at the Mm -hmm. party. And then at school, she would still be carrying this little plush baby around and making everyone greet Sissy Liz, which Damien said was like, it was boring and weird, but they had to do it. But it was, it was essentially another way of Regina making fun of Janice because Sissy Liz stood for obsessed lesbian. So like she was just making fun of her the whole time. And Janice, unable to like take that, took her Bunsen burner and lit the doll on fire. And then Regina's backpack also caught on fire a bit. But like she was she was she was setting fire to the doll. And so Katie is like, oh, that's much worse than my thing. <laughs> I'm very sorry. <laughs> but now that they're all like on the same page with who Regina is, Katie, well, more Janice and uh, Damien are like, we are going to get back at her and you're going to be involved with this plan. And we get the song Revenge Party. And I'm like, this one, I don't know why. I was just like, this is giving You Need to Calm Down by Taylor Swift. Like, just aesthetically. And I don't know, because I haven't seen You Need to Calm Down since it came out. So could be very wrong. But like, it's just like the bright or me, maybe me, also by Taylor Swift. Something about it was giving Taylor Swift to me and I don't know what. Please do not come at me, Swifties. But that's, that's, <laughs> that's what it was giving. It's not, it's neither a positive nor negative thing. Again, super neutral. Just an observation or whatever. But yeah, so like this is like full, we step into a different world. And mm-hmm. also we get like, as they're sort of giving her like the tidbits of like, this is what we have to do, da da da. We go like into them enacting the plan as well as them planning, as well as the, again, fictional, whatever, very colorful world of revenge party. Mm-hmm. Dream world. Part of their plans include like, so Katie has to pretend. So she has to get Regina to gain weight by tricking her to think she's going to lose weight by eating these calteen bars, which is going to, they're like increased calorie bars to make people gain weight. So we don't see this until after in in another part, just before the, the talent show performance. 
but they change Regina's face cream to lard. They turn on the sprinklers. So it's 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 but it's not it's not the spring fling. So I guess it's homecoming. I don't know how many things they have, but she's like the previous <laughs> queen. So I guess that still stands because they said she wins spring fling every year in the yep. musical. So, but yeah, they turn on like the sprinklers on the sports field. But <laughs> as Damien says, all we've done is make make her hotter. And bring back the wet look, because even though she got drenched, like she still looked graceful. And then it like it it became like one of those filters that people could put on. And so I was just like, that that oh, Jesus Christ. So like nothing they're doing is working properly. So they have to come up with another plan. And the uh, Janice like needs to find out. We need to like find out information from Gretchen. But Katie doesn't want to involve her because Gretchen is too fragile. Until Katie sees Aaron and Regina together in the hallway. And Regina is like pushing Aaron's hair back and is like, stop pushing it down. Your hair looks sexy when it pushed back. And then makes Katie say to Aaron that his hair looks sexy when she when it's pushed back. And, like, it blows her over the top to have to tell him that. And she goes, she runs and gets a candy, candy gram to be sent to her. And the... So, I'm sorry. This is unsettling. Yeah. <laughs> the camera work in this particular moment where she's, like, her little, no, whatever, whatever... It's like rigged to like we are in a weird ass fucking angle just below her face, looking up at her a little bit. Yeah. And that she's walking towards to get her little can candy can. It's I don't know. It's like, it's, it's one of those it's one of those chest cameras that they use yeah. when they're like so it's just like it's literally like a harness that's on her and the camera's pointed up at her. Why they did yeah. that, I think it's meant to like make it seem very stressful. <laughs> I mean, it's meant to. I it's sure. It just, it just ramps up the intensity. It's just like I hated it, <laughs> and not for the reason that I was meant to like feel. I was. I know I was meant to feel unsettled somewhat, but like I hated it. <laughs> is what I'm saying. Uh, regardless, yes, one candy cane, please. <laughs> and so the candy grams get delivered, and you know we have you know one for. Shane Owen, one for Katie Heron, four for Glenn Coco. We are Glenn Coco. I'm so happy to be Glenn Coco. And Glenn Coco. none for Gretchen Wieners. And we find out that the candy cane that Katie received is from Regina. Regina it's not Regina. It's not actually from Regina. Yes. But you know she doesn't get it's enough. Yes. Gretchen is completely like thrown by this she's like oh well if you're regina's best friend then you can keep her secrets and so she lists off that she had one of her ears moved instead of having a nose job and the the main one is that she cheats on aaron with shane omen 
and they're in the third floor janitorial closet and that she would never tell anyone because she's such a good friend and Katie had recorded that and like replays it to Janice and then goes and directly tells Aaron uh, using, you know, and I didn't know it's because I'm such a good friend. And Aaron goes to the third floor janitorial closet because, you know, it's probably that day. So he's tutoring Katie and Regina is supposed to be having some kind of prep, but she's in the closet with Shane Oman and they're found and Aaron is hurt. And Katie, I don't know what she was expecting. <laughs> But, like, I I guess she thought, like, Aaron would just run into her arms immediately. But he's, like, upset. Like, he's upset that he, like, that this happened to him. And so he, like, walks off. It's the talent show. I was like, what happens right after this? It's the talent show. So, in the room, we see that Gretchen is concerned uh, she's like, maybe we should practice this just once. And Regina's like, no, I'm perfect every year. Thank you. But they've included Katie now. And so Gretchen is like, even even backstage, you're like, maybe we should just run through this one time. Because Regina, she has like a zit that has formed. And now her like clothing is too tight uh, because, you know, she's been eating the Calteen bars that have been making her gain weight and they that the talent show is going on and we have we have like Damien saying saying which is the iCarly theme song in French and we have Kevin G do a rap that is inappropriate it has to be stopped oh yes okay he's ain't got nothing on me so that's interrupted and we get to Santa's little helpers doing rocking around the pole again. And they they start the dance, you know, it's going well. Katie's mom is shocked because she's like, mm-hmm. what? And then we get to a part where I guess Regina does like a cartwheel over Karen's knees. But because of the weight change, she falls and everything falls apart. And, you know... Like, that's all recorded. People start to laugh. And, you know, Which, like, everyone's... Okay. Like, I understand that people <laughs> are just waiting for something to hate on Regina. But, like... Yes. I don't understand how this was enough to, like, fully catapult her into, like... You know what I mean? Vir- viral memehood. Like, it's not even, like, an interesting fall... It's like nothing. She just fell. Like it's not even like if it were a funny fall, had something toppled over or she got something spilled. If mm-hmm. more than just her being like, "Oop, lost balance," and then like flat faced on the floor. Like I don't know. It just doesn't seem like enough to be the catalyst of her downfall. <laughs> you know, like people were fully like many. Social media users, I know they don't use TikTok explicitly, but like they don't use the term TikTok explicitly or anything like that. But so many TikTokers and like regular people who have TikTok accounts from her school, I guess, are all like, Mm -hmm. oh, she's so over. 
for falling? (laughs) (laughs) I I think I think it was literally just like people were excited to have something to laugh at her about. Like sure, but the way they talk about her is like she's so over. Like oh my gosh, (laughs) Katie, she looked so good. Like I don't know. To me, I'm like. I'm, I guess I'm not a teenager, so sure, maybe that's how they feel and think. But, like, I'm just like, that was enough? Like, had it been, like, there needed to be more, personally for me, there needed to be something on top of that, something extra. Had she then gone into, like, a meltdown of, like, yelling at everyone or yelling at Gretchen or whatever, and that became the whole thing of, like, oh, yeah, and then she was, like, a complete fucking total bitch to these girls who are nothing but nice to her that to me Mm -hmm. like is like and yeah i never liked her anyways like yeah she's actually has been a bitch like a whole time and like i'm so glad that you know what i mean but like her falling is not enough for me whatever Mm -hmm. but yes uh we did get some some cameos in there megan the stallion is Mm -hmm. is among the social media users uh in there there was someone else who I'm forgetting. There's like actual TikTokers that I yes. sort of recognize. There were. So it's like Katie's rising up, Regina's going down in popularity. Katie is in like Janice's house. And Janice is like, that's it. Like, we have ruined her social life. Mm-hmm. We're even. Like, my revenge is, is done. And Katie's like... No, I need, like, one more day. Yeah, I need one more lunch. And the... Of, like, Janice is, like, kind of crestfallen. But, like, also, I, as Katie, would have been like, wouldn't it be absolutely insane if the day after... Regina's downfall mm-hmm. happens. I'm like, okay, I'm done with the plastics. Don't you think people will think that's kind of weird? Yeah. So it's lunch. And, you know, everyone's like whispering about it as Regina walks up in her in her track in her trackies in her little sweatpants. And Gretchen immediately is like, You can't sit with us. And she's like, What do you mean? It's it's Thursday and you're wearing sweats. You can't sit with us. Regina's like, those rules aren't real anyway. And Karen rightfully is like, they were real that time I wore a vest. And Regina is still like thinking she's like... Well, that vest was disgusting. Yeah, like still like she's like the head of everything. Mm-hmm. And they turn to Katie. And Katie, who has like become this like mini Regina is mm-hmm. very much just like sorry Regina rules are rules and so yeah but also Regina's wearing the sweatpants because it's the only thing that fit her now because you know mm-hmm. she's regaining away because of because of the calteen bars yep. and I feel like that should have, like, no one's using their brain. Because you make a complete diet switch to lose weight. But the thing you're eating, you're not losing weight, you're gaining weight. Like, mm-hmm. does that not signal to you that maybe you should stop eating the thing? But no. 
but like not to bring up the original movie in the original movie it does not seem like that is the only thing she's eating she says that it is but like we see in multiple scenes where she's snacking on stuff where like yeah. at least in the original movie there's like room for like doubt because she's like eating like donuts and things like that where it could be like oh yeah um maybe it is this but also i think in the movie in the original movie we have katie saying something like oh this happens this is all your water weight and yeah. like after all of that then you lose all of it or something like that but we don't get mm-hmm. that here so like it is kind of like we do get one thing like because when she has the pimple katie's like oh that's just the calteen bars like like taking out your toxins you know right but then like in that same scene gretchen says all she's been eating is those calton bars and i don't think she's pooped in like two weeks so like mm-hmm. she's been like eating those things for like a fortnight straight but anyways yes <laughs> we have katie who's like oh, rules are rules goodbye yes and yep that is the end of regina's social life i guess Yes, well, her as, like, head of the school. And, like, Katie is now, like, the new queen plastic. In Homeroom, we get an announcement that Janice is going to be, like, part of an art show. Like, it's an art competition, I think it is. And so, like, that's happening on Saturday. You know, it's a really big thing. And then they announce who are the nominees for Spring Fling King and Queen and katie is the last one that is said she's she's nominated so janice invites her to her show on the saturday which katie did not remember hearing because she wasn't paying attention because she was being very vapid and applying makeup she says oh no i have this thing with my mom in madison on saturday i can't go which i thought she was just making up but she wasn't because later on Karen and Gretchen ask what she's doing on Saturday and she's like why is everyone asking me about the weekend and so she relays to them that she has this thing in Madison with her mother and she's like so you're good the house is gonna be empty and Katie's like I'm going with her to Madison but they kind of convince her like if you stay home alone, you can have a party and invite Aaron. And of course, because she wants to get closer to Aaron, she decides to have the house party by lying to her mother and saying that she's going to Janice, like full on, like crying, being like, yeah. you can't do this to me. Janice is my best friend. I can't let her down. I have to go to her. Her mom's like, but you love Neil deGrasse Tyson. He's gonna talk the thing it has. And so her mom is like, Okay, you can you can stay home alone. That's fine. And so of course she has the secret house party where it becomes a lot more than just a few people, because it always does. And mm-hmm. they break her mother's vase. Yeah. Katie consumes alcohol. She finds Aaron in her room who had been looking up a picture of her with a crocodile. Okay. I think it was. But yes. So they start to talk a little 
and you know she's like do you miss it and she's like no well yes i miss looking at the stars and i'm just like oh you could have seen the stars if you went to go see neil degrasse tyson but you know so they have a conversation where aaron is like you know i spent too much time being angry at regina you know i don't want to do that anymore and I don't want any more liars. And Katie's like, no more liars. Well, I did lie to you once, but you're going to laugh when you find out what it is. And she's like, I lied about being bad at math. And now I'm failing. Isn't that funny? I'm just like, girl, why did you let yourself fail? Like, it's one thing to be a little bad at math. To let yourself fail? For a boy. My God. I mean, just because like the first time she tried to get his help, they had just they were getting tests back that exact same time. Yeah. She was like, I don't think I get any of this. And they she gets her test, which is like 96. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, looks like you do get it. And so she started to do the work correctly, but answer, give the wrong answers and enough so that she could ask him to tutor her. So I guess she figured she had to be at like a failing level for him to believe that she needs help, maybe. Given that the last time she said that, oh, I don't get it. She was like fully, almost getting a full score. Mm-hmm. But anyways, yes. <laughs> it is stupid. I'm, I'm, I, I don't disagree, but... I'm just saying, like, I think that's why she got herself to failing level so that it justified her getting a tutor. Mm-hmm. But Aaron, uh, understandably, is like, that's not funny. That's not like a cool thing. Like, that's a really manipulative thing. Why didn't you just talk to me? Because I couldn't talk um, to you because you were Regina's, like, property or whatever. Like, shut up, not He's property. Like, property? Shut like, up, shut not up. property. Don't tell me to shut up. You're just like a clone of Regina or whatever the fuck he says. Yeah. He storms out. Katie chases after him, being like, Aaron, no, wait. And of course, now she's out on the grass of the lawn and who walks up. But Janice, who is like covered in this like thread from her art show mm-hmm. I guess because it's like she does this embroidery thing where they had a moment where Janice was like she explains that the thread like embroidering her drawings like her feelings or something and so mm-hmm. it's like you're such a dirty little liar which the thing is it's so because she wasn't lying when she said that she had the thing in Madison because it was yeah. true at the time but mm-hmm. that changed and so it's like it's a, but yes, no. Janice has come upon this, you know, house party going on, and you know, Katie's like, you wouldn't have liked it anyway. Um, it's not your scene, like, and essentially trying to like foist, to yeah, like foist the blame on her. Like, you made me this way. You told me I had to pretend, and Janice is like, oh no, you're just as plastic as the rest of them. Now, like this is all you and you know we get the someone gets hurt reprise 
But Eddie, it's not pretend. You are as plastic as they come. You think your shit don't stick. You think the rest of us are dumb. I hate Regina's guts, but something. But here's what you don't comprehend. At least she's got the guts to not pretend to be a friend. My friend. Janice. No, it's fine. <laughs> really fine. Da -da -da. And I want my pink shirt. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, Janice had tossed this like tapestry at Katie, and you see, like, it's an embroidery of like the three of them, you know, representing their friendship, which is now destroyed yeah. because of uh, Katie's actions. Re also said, it's not my fault you're obsessed with me. Yes. Which is like also did. very triggering. Yes. To Janice. Regina, meanwhile, is at home on the treadmill, like, cause she's gotta get back in her clothes, like, what? So, she's pounding away at her steps, and, you know, her mom is there, and Regina doesn't want to talk to her, she doesn't want to hear anything about it, and her mom finally notices the Calteen bars, and she's like... Mm -hmm. Baby, why are you eating these calteen bars? That's what we gave to Nana when we were trying to make her gain weight. And Regina, realizing that she has been duped, lets out a scream and is like, so you think you could play me? That's not how this works. And so we get the song World Burn. Where we get the reprise of my name is Regina George. Um, I wanna watch the world burn. I got the gasoline. I wanna watch the world burn and everyone get me. I wanna watch the world burn. I got the gasoline. I wanna watch the world burn. Yeah. Everyone get me. Still a very good song. So, during this, Regina takes the burn book. She adds herself into it. You know, to like ward off suspicion that she is actually any part of it. Because it would make sense that those who aren't in the book might be responsible for the book because it lists everyone else. She leaves it in the school hallway and a girl picks it up. Other girls see it. Everyone starts taking pictures and sharing it. And, you know, fighting begins to break out. The principal is going over the book. Regina's in the office, like fake crying, being like, oh, it, the awful things it says about me, about all of us. You know, like the only people that aren't in it, there's only like, three girls who aren't in it. And there's a moment where I think Janice and Damien are looking at it and they see like to get a function and Janice is like, that's something only I say. And Damien's like, only Katie could have said, done could have written that. Yeah. Like specifically those words. And so <laughs> Katie is like looking at this breaking out and she's pulled by Gretchen and Karen towards them. Cause just like they're not gonna be in the book. So the principal, yeah. he pulls a fire alarm and gets all the junior girls to assemble in the gym to find who did this book 
the math teacher, Miss Norbury, is like, you know, she has them do the close eyes, raise your hand. If you've ever said something bad about someone behind their back, have you ever had someone say something bad about you behind your back? You know, like, rather we should all start, stop trying to be victims in this and, you know, like, makes them write apologies to everyone and they have to do the trust fall thing which they cut out the joke from the movie where uh someone trust falls and no one catches them but oh gretchen yes because gretchen's one in the movie is like i'm sorry i'm popular and blah 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 it's like not taking responsibility for anything specifically yes but we also do get the I wish that we could all just get along yeah. and make it. She doesn't even go here. That one. <laughs> get that joke. We get to Janice, and I feel like someone should have reprimanded Regina when she like made fun of Janice being a lesbian. I'm just like this. The yeah. the specific reason we are all gathered around this podium is to apologize. For bad things being said and you're just allowing Regina to like half stage whisper something to get laughs about this person's sexual orientation. It's not funny. Um, And so Janice, who had written something, just crumbles it up and throws it down. And, you know, it's like, okay, I have an apology. I apologize for... um, trying to ruin Regina George's life and like lays out her whole plan where Katie is involved, all of it. And then we get the song. Rather be me. Than be with you. I'd rather be me, rather be me, rather be me. I'd rather be me than be with you. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you have something you want to say. No, not particularly. I see. Um, it's just, it, yeah, it feels very in line, I guess, with the lyrical content of a majority of this musical, which I don't particularly love. Mm-hmm. It's a little too PG, <laughs> and not in like a she has to be explicit way. Just like in. I don't know. You know what I mean? It feels like it's speaking to a PG audience, like a primarily younger audience. Yeah. Maybe. I guess I can I can see it. Which it very may well maybe. Yeah. So I don't know. But yes, so while this is happening, Regina uh is storming out. Katie is trying to apologize for, you know, like trying to get in to their clique and like destroy Regina's life. Regina storms out onto the street and is hit by a school bus, like completely thwacked. Like, 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 woof. Take off school bus because we didn't mention it earlier, but after her first day, as Katie was going home, she didn't pay attention to the road. And a bus came just as she was about to cross the street. And her mother's like, ah! clattering scream. But she's fine because she didn't actually get hit by a bus. But now that 
I don't know if it was like set up payoff for like really, but yeah, payoff. Yeah. I, I feel of introducing the fact that someone could get hit by a bus if they weren't paying attention yes. to the road. I just feel like school buses shouldn't be going that fast. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, they should be able to um at a in a school zone yeah. in a school <laughs> they should be able to slow down before they hit someone who's crossing and not looking but what do i know um but yes so regina is hit by the bus and you know it's it's all on socials again Aaron's like First, they think she's dead. And as Damien said, no one dies in this. But, you know, everyone's like, thoughts and prayers. Well, she did die for 15 minutes or 15, 15 seconds. seconds. 15 seconds. But yes, everyone's like, thoughts and prayers. And they're like, you know, I swear I saw Katie push Regina in front of the bus. And like, everyone's like, kind of hating on Katie now as well. Because, again, the burn book stuff just happened. So, you know, that's going on. Katie, they, they're they're in school. The math teacher isn't there. And the principal is like, uh, she's on a temporary leave of absence. Katie realizing this is because she's being investigated for drugs. Because in the burn book, she said um, Norberry is a drug pusher. And this is also because yeah. earlier... Katie was complaining that, you know, Miss Norberry said she was going to keep pushing, pushing. She's like a pusher. But, you know, like pushing her as in capability, not pushing her as in drugs. Anyway. Yeah. She said, I'm a pusher, Katie. I'm going to keep pushing you. And they were like, what does that even mean? Like a drug pusher? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe she's weird. But yes. So... Katie confesses to, like doing the burn book and that leads to her being suspended for three weeks and her mom is like this is not who i know you to be and you know she's uh, like also i need you to sign my <laughs> sign my math test because i'm failing and and then also the indabella tribe vase thing comes yes. out and she's like i don't recognize you anymore yes. okay spend it she while Regina is recovering, goes to her house like she's going to knock, but she thinks better of it and just leaves flowers amongst the bunches of flowers that are there. Her mom comes to return her phone to her um, the day before she goes back to school. <laughs> Katie just wants to be homeschooled again. She goes back to school. You know, everyone's kind of looking at her. She's not in the good graces of her peers. She goes to to hand in her test and Miss Norbury is like, oh, are you here for some drugs or something? And Katie's like, no, I'm just here to pass in my test. And she grades it like right then. And she got a hundred. And so Aaron, who was coming up to hand in his test, was also like, welcome back, nerd. And Miss Norbury doesn't seem to hold a grudge at having to have been um, investigated. Yeah for drugs yeah. and so but she does say like you weren't the only yes. one that could have written all of mm -hmm. that so like why didn't you why didn't you tell them them and she's like oh i'm trying this thing where i don't talk about people behind their back 
I was like, that's not talking about people behind their back. This, the, you didn't write all of the book. Holding them accountable, girl. <laughs> Literally, is not your anyway. It's also fully not feasible. There's no way this girl knows any of these people yes. well enough to have great, like not great, but like have like very biting commentary about whatever it is that mm-hmm. they are doing. And also, Aaron makes a comment like you know, maybe being hit by a bus was punishment enough. Like, clued into the fact that it was probably Regina. Like, it makes most sense. Yeah. So, Norbury asks if she's going to the Spring Fling. Katie says no. And so, for extra credit, says that Katie can be on the mathletes. And, you know, that will help bring her grades up because she's failing badly. So... We have people getting ready for the spring fling. At the same time, Katie is at the mathletes. Um, they're having the competition. We have like a diegetic version of Stupid with Love happening, where like a band is preparing to play it. So with the mathlete section, Lizzie Lohan's there. And I didn't know she was in the movie. I... I feel like I knew that she made a cameo, but actively (laughs) forgot because she appeared and I was like, oh, Lindsay Lohan. And then I was like, wait, I feel like I should know that. I I feel like it was was a well-kept secret from me because I remember actively Mm. being like, they didn't bring back anybody for this with like yes Tina Fey and like the <laughs> teachers but like that's what they, they didn't bring back anybody like I I know mm-hmm. that Rachel McAdams no but they got all those girls together for that Walmart commercial like nobody and then <laughs> but yes yeah, so Lindsay Lohan was there she is coordinating the athletes and so it comes down to Katie versus this girl because both teams decide to send their girls out and you know, Katie is trying to like appeal to like the humanity of the girl, and the girl is like, "Fuck this!" <laughs> yeah, because she immediately is like, "Cause Katie's like hi, essentially," and the other girl is like very immediately uh-huh. hostile, and like I think she calls her a slut. Mm-hmm. Don't know, but she, yeah, she says like whatever she slut. insults her, or whatever. Yeah, and Katie is like, kind of being like. I don't know why we're like this is like why we're doing this like why I judged your hair and why this and that like this is not a competition or whatever and Lindsay Lohan's like it kind of is though like a math competition the girl gets the answer wrong because it's a thing about limits and that was like the very first lesson I think in not necessarily the specific problem that they have but the topic of limits was like the very first thing at the beginning of the movie like when she first went to um calc we learned that the limit does not exist for whatever the fuck the problem is is specifically (laughs) it is also a lyric in like her in what if in her Mm -hmm. i want song it does not exist i don't know what the tune is on the other side we do see janice is taking this girl to prom nah. Damien is also yeah. there Regina is getting ready she's wearing uh, this neck collar brace 
you know, still looks pretty, but very high on medication. So the team end up winning the mathlete competition and, you know, they all go to the spring fling. Yes. They all go to the spring fling afterwards to celebrate. But Katie goes to the bathroom and runs into Regina and, you know, uh, starts to apologize again. Regina, who is very heavily medicated, is like, it's essentially like, I, what did she say? I know I should change. I don't even remember. They just have like a heartfelt moment. She also I don't says, know. don't apologize for something that's not your fault. Which yes. I think is... She says that because, or like, I mean, I don't know what came first, the chicken or the egg, the song, not my fault, or this particular line in the sh- in the movie. Uh-huh. It could be either way. <laughs> but yeah, don't apologize for something that's not your fault. And she says, you know, people call me a bitch. Do you know what they would call me if I were a boy? And she's like, Reginald, because that's what my parents would have called me if I was a boy. Yes. Being called a bitch is better or something like that. Yeah. And she says, I like you, Katie, but I'm also high on medication and I like everyone right now. (laughs) But yes, so the contestants for the spring fling are up on stage. Katie runs into Damien, who's kind of still like a bit standoffish with her. And Katie's Mm -hmm. like, Damien, I'm so sorry. She was looking for Janice as well. And, you know, it's announced that Shane Oman is a homecoming king. And homecoming queen is Katie Heron. And Damien's like, of course she is. <laughs> and so Katie can't believe it because why am I homecoming queen still? Mm-hmm. Homecoming spring fling. So sure. she goes up uh, on stage and is handed the tiara and is like... I know a bunch of you voted for me because... You think I pushed Regina in front of a bus? I don't know. She sort of just Regina. Like, no, but Regina is like, you didn't push me. A bus pushed me. <laughs> just... Yes, she, she does say that. And she's very out of it. I... And um, essentially, Katie is just like, whatever the moral of the story was, I guess, partially, because earlier on, Tina Fey or Miss Norbury says the actual lesson of the story, calling someone ugly won't make you beautiful or whatever. Calling someone dumb won't make you smarter. But yeah, Katie sort of says something, something, something. I can't believe we all want to win this thing. That's like plastic. It's breakable. Well, no. She then starts to sing small, fake, easy to break. I see stars. And that's all I know about that song. (laughs) Um, But then she's like breaking up the tiara and like throwing it out to like a bunch of people to sort of be like, we're all winners tonight. Everybody looks great. Everyone looks beautiful. But also to be fair, I truly any of them, like of all of them winning, I guess Katie makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. Reg- I, oh, well that or Regina. Cause Regina was hit by a bus and everyone feels a little bit bad for her yes. right now. But like, she's always been mean to everybody. So like, yeah, of course they, like, there's a high probability that they wouldn't vote for her. Then the other two are fully Gretchen and Karen. Like, of the two, maybe Karen, because she's just, like, oblivious. But if we're thinking about the whole Burn Book drama, even if they didn't come clean, 
it's very clear that they were part of that stuff. So, and they've been riding with Regina, Regina for long enough that it's like, maybe they didn't vote for them for that. It's like, I get voting for Katie, I guess, because they're the only four who were nominated. Anyways. <laughs> yes. So she starts giving out the pieces to all girls and she makes her way to Janice and gives her, you know, an individual piece and is like, Janice is like, cute. Katie apologizes. Um, Janice accepts. They hug it out. Uh, Janice then pushes her to go to Aaron. They make up as well and end up dancing. And, you know, they kiss. And then... <laughs> It's, it's, it's everything is just tying up now and yeah yeah they every everything is just tying up and then they're all dancing and then the garage door comes down after Janice and Damien are giving their closing remarks of like you know the moral of the story is you know calling someone stupid doesn't make you smart and something else that Ali says I don't know I mean they just sort of repeat the earlier thing I yes. said um, and yeah and then we get it's not my f- it's not an official musical number by the way it's just like the closing <laughs> the credits but it's not my fault you can't wear her but she gonna live with me it's not my fault gonna pay for what I get for free it's not my fault you like you like you like in love with me it's not my fault you like in love with me you're like in love with me featuring Megan and Sally mm-hmm. oh then in credit scenes cute yes like it's very early 2000s like teen com I mean Mean Girls didn't do it but other movies did mm-hmm. it Bring It On did it <laughs> where they're all just dancing or whatever yeah, and that is Mean Girls 2024. And that is the end of the movie. Now let's get into our ratings using our standard rubric of five. Starting with music and choreography. The music, I, so I am familiar with, again, the music from the stage musical. And so my brain kept like trying to like, put it in and it's not like the first time something has been changed in an adaptation like from stage to film you know I just don't appreciate some of the when I watch a musical I (laughs) just didn't finish a single sentence (laughs) I just when I watch a musical, I have like a certain expectation in mind. I had a certain expectation in mind and sure. a lot of it didn't have like so much of it was stripped down to its it's it's almost like they were trying to like hide that it was a musical inside the musical. <laughs> you know, it's it's how it felt to mm-hmm. me. Like it really felt like if we could make this musical less musical, I would really appreciate it. And I was like, mm-hmm. that's not what I'm here for. Like, do mm-hmm. the thing with your chest. But, you know, it, 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 it's going to lose marks for me for that. 
the choreography the the bits that i saw that i i really enjoyed like a lot of the group numbers were really you know like with the with the background dancers they're really like doing the doing the thing i don't really have a problem with any of the choreography except during someone gets hurt when they did that like jitter jump thing i don't know what was happening that was the only one i have an issue with because i don't know what that move was but other than that like i really had no issue with the choreo some of it seemed like a little tame for me like just for what i've seen like coming off of hairspray and seeing those children like i say children they're adults but like seeing them you know like laying like on the like doing the the most you know like it's it's really apart it's like there's a good distance so i'm gonna say for music and choreo I'm gonna I'm gonna give this uh like a three point two five. It really lost a lot of points on the music. I'm so sorry. So three point two five out of five sexy Halloween costumes. Alright. Yeah, I'll start with choreography. Uh so it was okay. Personally it could have been grander. There could have been more. You know, mm-hmm. there were there's ample opportunity for choreography in this musical, but I think also the music itself doesn't very much help that. I did mm-hmm. just find out that the choreographer choreographed Red Flavor by Red Velvet. So nice little through line of Red Velvet between, <laughs> <laughs> between the two, two movies that we've covered now. Um, but they also choreographed a bunch of Blackpink, which is neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. It's just something that i was like oh okay that's interesting but um yeah i feel like more could have been done but the music held that back a little bit there's not it's not grand enough a lot of it is very stripped back very like down to the basics of instruments you know like you said like trying its best to sort of like be like we're not a musical musical we're like a cool musical you know what i mean and it's like I don't know, man. I feel like, <laughs> say, like, do it with your, yeah, do it with your chest. Say it with your chest. Like, like, go all out for it because you've already committed to making a movie musical. Yeah. Like, it's fine. We're good. Like, you don't need to try and make it a pop hit because, like, it just, it's okay. We're fine. You know what I mean? Um, the fact that they completely removed stop breaks my heart. The fact that they reduced <laughs> me, meet the plastics, breaks my heart. Uh, those are the only two things that I think I actually cared about, not being like fully there or anything like that. And also, I feel like, in terms of like uh, at the end, because they give like a "Where are they now?" type of thing, uh, Janice and Damien do, and they say something along the lines of like, "Karen found the safe joy of dancing with theater boys." And mm-hmm. I'm like, see now, there's nothing <laughs> really leading us to believe that she was unsafe up until now. But you mm-hmm. know what could have? Stop. Stop could have told us that she felt unsafe and she was taken advantage of or something like that. But hmm, who knows? I don't know. Anyways, lyrically, like I said before, like it feel like it felt juvenile. It feels juvenile. I'm like, but like this is like 
still a commentary, I think, on the musical as a whole, I guess, like in terms of including the stage production. I get it when it's Katie, sort of, because it's like, she's, you know, that could be like representative of like, she's naive. She's, you know, she just got here. She doesn't have um, access to the wider sort of social <laughs> vocabulary, if that makes sense. But if it, it feels, it feels young for whatever reason, which is whatever, I guess, as a whole, it's fine. <laughs> um, like also the musical representation, <laughs> also the musical representation was very jarring. As a person who was expecting the musical numbers to happen around where they were happening, who knows that it's a musical, who knows the songs, it still was jarring when the songs came on. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, I cannot tell you the amount of times when a song started and like, I like my whole body, I was just like, oh my God. <laughs> Every time. And I'm like, I know this is happening. I'm aware that this is about to happen. I know which song is coming up next, but still, I was just like, whoa, all right. Because it didn't feel super consistent to me in the I Like, I didn't understand. Like, yes, we're suspending disbelief that it's a musical. Sure. That I'm like, whatever with. It's just every time that a song came out, I had no idea, like, what we're doing with them, with the musical numbers. And, like, how we're supposed to feel. But, like, also there's a moment, non-musical moment, later on where... One during the apologies, where one of the people's like, "Oh, I'm sorry that I like told you, I don't know, insulted you in some way or whatever," um, during revenge party or whatever, like insulted your dancing yes. or whatever during revenge party, and it's kind of like this like moment where the principal's like, "What's going on?" and Miss Norbury's like, "Don't worry about it" or whatever, and it's just like. What was that for? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and so like, and that particular moment, like very much that and the moment where Janice like stops the background music from playing because like they're having a conversation and the mm -hmm. band people are in the tree. She looks up and says, stop. And like, so like what was score is actually actively being scored in life. And I'm just like, Mom all of these moments, including the way that the music was represented, like the music, musical numbers were represented, was just like so completely jarring. And I had no idea like what they're going for and why they're doing it. And it, it felt so, I don't want to say pointless, but like it didn't feel like it had a, like a specific thing that it was trying to do or trying to like, get, like give us an experience of. It just felt a little too inconsistent and random and just sort of like, let's do this, let's do this, let's do this, let's do this, you know? It just like, it just felt entirely just like, I don't know what's going on with the musical numbers, which made them less enjoyable than they could be on top of all of the other things that I, you know, find fault with here. Uh, and as a result, even though like, let me say, I give them a full point for Renee, Renee, Renee Rapp's existence. <laughs> and still then, I'm giving them 2.75 2. <laughs> out of 5 um, sexy costumes. 
Okay, um, story. I'm fully never gonna get hired by Tina Fey. Like she said, <laughs> <laughs> honesty is expensive. And I said, all right, I guess never, never getting Specifically a call. talking about, we're not big though. It's fine. They'll never yeah. find this unless they well, look up Mean Girls 2024. They'll never sure. find this. Um, yes, story. <laughs> the story is fine as it follows the plot of the original movie so it's not terribly you know like wild everything gets like tied up in a neat bow at the end which you know, I think like the movie did a better job of representing because you know they had like the the where are they now bit was like you know regina does lacrosse now or something to manage her mm -hmm. anger and you know like everyone went and did something and then katie was and then they saw like this junior set of plastics coming up I feel like imply like, this is just like a cycle that happens you know there's yeah. nothing to necessarily be done um and i appreciated that with this, I felt like they just had to, like, tie it up and everyone's happy at the end. And that's fine, I guess. <laughs> Otherwise, uh, any, any grievances that I have with the plot, I would have to also have with the original movie. I will say, do I have a grievance? I, I feel, again, I did mention it, like, no one has common sense. Except maybe Janice. Those those damn Calteen bars. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to find something, like, good sure. to say about this story. And I'm just like, I'm just like, uh, it was fine. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care that much. Okay. I watched it because we had to do this recording. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I Katie's whole journey was, you know, it it's like a simple recipe, you know. She decided to topple the existing apex predator. She became leader of the pack only to have it backfire on her. But you know, at the end everyone gets their happily ever after. Ta-da! Uh, three out of three out of five Calteen bars. <laughs> sure. So, like I said, that this is an adaptation of an adaptation of an adaptation, and so, so like go all the way back. The original movie, like, actually lifts not lifts in like a negative way. Lifts lifts neutral factual. Like, tons of, like, quotes and sections from the non-fiction book. But is also mixed in with, like, Tina Fey's, like, possible, like, up, like, not upbringing, but, like, her possible teenage years and, like, her experiences. So it's, like, a combination of those things. But, like, some of, like, the very memorable lines, like, the iconic lines were literally just, like, from the book Queen Bees and Wannabes, I think it's what it's called. So there's that. And... <laughs> 
the musical does a similar thing of like fully lifting lines of dialogue and whatever and like it is adapted by the same person so like it's not like it's just like it i'm not saying it's like completely senseless or anything like that i think in comparison to like hairspray which is partially why i had to, why i felt the need to watch the original hairspray because i didn't have any like reference for it but like now having the two it's clear to me that like the mean girls uh, adaptation is very much just doing what the movie did like line for line bar for bar word for word in a way that doesn't necessarily feel deliberate like deliberate in that like it means anything because like even with like a lot of the delivery of these lines it <laughs> for some reason felt to me that they were doing their best to just not say it the exact same way that it was said in the original movie which was distracting to me because i'm like these are the same lines right so i'm like that's not how the intonation goes you know and like sure like it may not be like a thing where they were like deliberately like oh my god do it differently because they are sort of slightly different characters it just <laughs> it was just extremely distracting because of how many lines were the same the story obviously is the same but that's fine the other thing i wanted to say about this adaptation is that like because what they do instead of like just having it be mean girls 2004 is that it's updated right for example with hairspray it stays a period piece with heather but like it was always a period piece with hairspray right um they just didn't update it at all because why would you need to because all of it was said in the 60s yada yada but like with heather is like mentioned earlier that is a period piece whereas when it, the original movie isn't a period piece because it was of the time, right? But the musical chooses to keep it in its time frame, right? And I feel mm -hmm. part of like the the updating like of the Mean Girls is what like makes it less interesting to me because mm -hmm. it's like you know trying to like keep up with whatever's happening now with the social media with this and that which is like sure if you have more to say about how girl worlds and all of that operate now with the invention of social media sure but it didn't feel like there was anything specific about the present time you know what i mean like mm -hmm. it didn't i don't know like why it's set in present time outside of the fact that they were like well we have social media let's use social media but like it doesn't say anything extra about the existence of social media and how that would change anything of the events that happened because it's primarily kind of just the same it's like in comparison with like be more chill or something where like the presence of the squip like this robot in your brain is like immediately juxtaposed with like rich set a fire and he burned down the house you know like they're actively right. like having social commentary in that song 
but continue (laughs) yes so yeah that's i think like i think one of the issues that like one of the i think two issues that sort of make this feel quote-unquote lesser is the fact that one a lot of lines are exactly the same lines and then two the update feels unnecessary because nothing extra is being done with that and that's a pity because i was genuinely looking forward to this movie and i was looking forward to the musical initially as well like the stage show regardless uh with all that i give it i give it three three out of five calteen bars but like also bearing in mind that i'm very much considering the adaptation of it all not just like the story itself but yeah okay and then overall enjoyment i it was fine it was okay we we come here to this podcast because (laughs) we are fans of musicals as like a study of genre and you know the the time that they are made in um, and also what they represent to the world. I don't really feel anything <laughs> from this and it's not even I I think in my heart of hearts I wished that they didn't make it all like pop and you know just like they changed so much of it it felt like it to me kind of sucked the soul out of it Mm. you know like with katie and regina having like well i mean like so regina is a bit more like sultry and stuff but with katie's song being transformed from like that really high energy song that you mentioned into this like slower like pop ballad where nothing terribly dynamic is happening it changes who we see her as because the music and musicals are meant to like give us insights into a person's personality like certain instruments certain style choices like certain rhythmic patterns like all of those can tell us who people are and when you change musical styles for whatever reason and leave out some musical representation you take away characterization from these people and i i feel like it's a bit of a letdown to have that happen here where they could have done more with it do I think yeah. that the stage musical was perfect? No. Not at all. I told you at the top of the episode I like Heather's more. But you know, for for the material that they had and where they started off, I just felt like it could have been different overall. Yeah. And it's like I mean, you know, Tina Fey and them who are up there making these decisions at the end of the day where we're, we're here with microphones doing this for free yeah. uh, but you know i just i just personally feel like they lost 
something they lost out on something that could have been a bit more special and memorable like the movie itself isn't that memorable to me and i feel like it's sad for that so i'm gonna give this i'll be generous i'll give it 3.75 out of 5 yeah i'm being so generous and most of that is the presence of Renee Rapp. <laughs> um, the gays know what they like. <laughs> I love, I love Ali. I love that they like they didn't make like the gay jokes that they had in the back. Like they tried in some aspects. They took out some of the more offensive jokes because they recognized what they were. Sure. So yeah. yes, I'll. I'll, I'll give them a little a little star for effort. Um, so three point seven five out of five tiaras. Yeah, like I said, I'm disappointed because I really did want to like this. I was I went into this experience with like already on its side because of you know a lot of how people were being about it. I was like already on its side. I was already like, listen, I get it. Don't worry about it. I got you. And it did not get me back. <laughs> that hurts. <laughs> because, yeah, I like I mentioned, um, like, I guess most of my issues with it. It just, you know what I mean? Like, aesthetically, like, even the fashion, like, all of it just felt off. And, like, just, like, something's not right and it's disappointing and like it's not the adaptation of it all or the reboot of it all because a lot of people i know that are like why are you bringing mean girls back or why are we doing that right like the whole point of doing this month was kind of the fact that both mean girls and hairspray had pretty much the same sort of trajectory they had a movie and then 14 years later they had a stage play and then for, well, five years for Hairspray and six years for Mean Girls, then adapted that stage play, you know? And I'm like, oh, okay. So like the time frame is pretty much the same. I think a, a lot of what makes it a little bit different is that like a lot of it with Mean Girls is that we have had social media for a very long time. And like the staying power of Mean Girls 2004 is very much like there there's like we can't deny it's an iconic hit which like puts mean girls 2024 at a disadvantage in that in that way but i like again i really did go into this like being like i'm i want to defend you i'm like just you don't even need to do much for me to be like to stand ten toes down behind you but I just can't. <laughs> my heart hurts too much. At the end of the viewing experience, my friend and I that I watched it with, we were like both like, that's crazy. Cause we both came into this being like, let's do it. But by the time that this was ending, we were like, oh my God. <gasps> oh my God. I sent my friend my other friend a an apology because I read her for being like, I watched Mean Girls and blah, blah, blah. I was like, girl, I don't feel sorry for you. You went and you watched it knowing what it was. No, girl, 
I do feel sorry for you. <laughs> it was in there kind of knowing what it was, but it was also still an experience on top of that. I don't, like, again, it's not, like, <laughs> I've seen people talk about, like, what this meant and what that meant within Mean Girls, either the show, like, the stage production or the original movie. Like, oh, why did they change this? Because it meant this and that. And I'm like, listen, here's the thing. The people who are adapting it are the same people. So they know what the original thing meant. They just, and I don't know why. <laughs> they have, they must have a reason for why they adapted it the way that they did, but they know, right? And I feel like it's more, I wish they were more aware of why people like it more so. Cause like, I'm sure they're aware of what the original line meant or what it was like talking about what commentary it was making but maybe they weren't 100% aware of why people perceive it that way or like enjoy it in a particular way yeah um <laughs> just i will give it for Janice and Regina i will be giving them a full point thus they're getting 2.75 out of 5 oh my god yes. I cannot tell you how sad <laughs> this makes me. It makes me sad. I had to fucking apologize to my friend for yelling at her. Okay. Anyways, that's that. <laughs> Time for theater news. Something caught our eye. So we're telling you. These are our obsessions. Maybe stage or screen. Just something we like. Tidbits that we've seen. Here are our obsessions. This is a part of the podcast where we talk about things we like, things that cut our eye, that uh, piqued our interest, that are theater, musical, musical theater related, tangentially related. I have a couple of things. Let's start with Vanessa Williams is playing, <laughs> <laughs> is going to be playing Miranda Priestley. That's right. That's right. <laughs> like the absolute perfect casting decision that this is, is I cannot begin to even, but how I will begin and end is just saying like, yes, exactly. Exactly. The other thing is that cruel intentions is a thing that's happening. The only reason why I'm thinking about that is because I was thinking about like late 90s, early 2000s, like teen movies that were adapted into musicals. And I remembered that Cruel Intentions is having a thing or like is in London now. I've seen, I, oh, I saw it in Edinburgh like many years ago. And like, I'm glad that it's doing well as is Clueless, which got like a whole like new score and everything. I don't know whether or not they changed the book, but whole new music and lyrics all by KT Tunstall. That's, you know, suddenly I see. That's her. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she, she did an interview with like Virgin Radio where she spoke about that. And yeah, I obviously haven't seen it. And also it fully ended like day of recording. Um, but it was happening in London, but I'm sure they're going to, if it's, it was successful enough, they're going to bring it back in whatever way. But until then, I'll, I guess I'll just like link the performance that she does of what I'm assuming is a song Cher sings 
right after she realizes she's in love with, spoiler alert, her stepbrother. And that's all I got for you. What about you? Okay, so I don't really have an obsession as sure. such, but I figured in theming with movie to stage to movie musical, I would list off some other things not necessarily movie to stage to musical but just some other musicals that at least in the last five years or so have been said to be getting a film adaptation once i like the 25th annual putnam county spelling bee that's that was the one supposed with to be pandemonium with... right yes yes i did I? Was I obsessed with that at some point? I'm pretty sure I said that on an obsession at some point. And yeah, so back in 2021, Bear, a pop opera. Oh, wow. Uh, that was in 2018. So I don't know how much progress is being made on that. <laughs> also in 2018 was Be More Chill. Kiss of the Spider Woman. Oh, wow. that, has, that has J-Lo attached to it. So yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Once on this island, which I think we have talked about, Merrily We mm -hmm. Roll Along, which is taking like 20 years to do, so I don't need to yeah. worry about that for a long time. Joseph mm -hmm. and the Amazing Technicolor Dream Coach is also happening. Spam a lot. I feel like if they do spam a lot in like a sense of like men in Robin Hood men in tights, I feel like it would be very funny. But also, I have such umbrage with Robin Hood Men in Tights because I always watched the sanitized version on ABC Family. And then I came to realize that there were a lot more jokes in there that were not funny to me. <laughs> I, I recommended that. It's like how you felt bad, how you went to bat with your friend. I recommended that movie to people. And it was not <sighs> what I thought it was. Anyway, yes. So those are things that I am potentially excited about seeing on film one nice. day. And of course we have Wicked that's coming up as well. Yes. Soon. But people are already like upset because we got like a teaser and they're like uh, why does it look like that? The lighting shit and also like why did she change the note on Defying Gravity? And I'm just like listen. The lighting, I'll give you, because no one seems to know how to light films anymore when mm. it comes to like a lot of CGI. But to every alphabet changes it a little bit, okay? All of the alphabets, they change it. You gotta let it ride. It's hers now. You have the recordings. But yeah, I mean, hopefully it's not terrible there's so, so much drama around that movie <laughs> yeah see the thing is i will defend until the point in which i see you know yes um if today was not evidence enough of that i don't know because like there is an unaired rant of mine that i went on about when i was defending this movie to death but I did also rant about like the way that it was being marketed, but it wasn't that. Anyways, that does bring us to the end. If you would like to see any of her obsessions, there will be a post on Tumblr with all of that. And that is tellmemoretellmemorepodcast.tumblr.com. We have an Instagram and a Twitter for 
announcements, things like that. Whenever it is that, you know, we make those, they're there at TMM and TMM podcast. And we have an email. Tell me more, tell me more podcast at gmail.com. We also have a playlist full of songs that we like from each movie that we cover. And that is if you go onto Spotify and you go onto TMM, TMM podcast, the profile and not the podcast itself, you will find a playlist for every year that this podcast has existed. So our favorite songs from this particular movie will be in the 2024 Babes playlist. And yeah, thank you for joining us on this journey of teen movies turned into stage musicals turned into movies this has been fun thank you for joining us and join us for next month for a little march musical i'm looking forward to that we haven't done stevens on time in a minute so anyways that's (laughs) that is uh that is that for tell me more tell me more the podcast i have been your host alia and i've been your host adicia goodbye Goodbye.